What's going on, guys? Welcome to the Real Life Podcast. I am your host, Jordan Richards. If you're in the U.S., you just celebrated Thanksgiving. I hope you had an amazing time with your family. I hope you all are staying safe. Um, we've seen that cases in the United States have been going up a lot this past weekend with everyone spending time with more people, interacting with each other, spending more time with their families, which is great to see. But obviously, the causation effect of that is going to be seen in the next couple weeks. Um, maybe even the coming months, depending on how things are controlled, both in the United States and in Canada, where I live, where we're seeing cases go up a lot based on, you know, people celebrating different things. Like we had Thanksgiving a month ago and we saw cases go up because of that. And because people are being trapped inside a bit more, there is definitely an aspect to this whole COVID situation that is just like unignorable as much as I want to sit here on a Monday and motivate you guys and tell you guys, you know, all the different things that I'm doing to help be more successful to propel myself forward in my own life, it's very difficult to ignore some of the negative things going on around us. And I don't want to ignore that. I want to be open and honest with all of you and tell you that, of course, these are things that I think about. Of course, these are things that I'm going through and things that I'm struggling with. But you know, the whole point of this podcast and the people I interact with, people I want to attract are people who can overcome these things, who are fine accepting that things aren't always going to be okay. Things aren't always going to be how you want them to be, but to kind of grow from that, roll with the punches, learn from that, use these experiences to make you better the next time this happens to you is kind of all where this kind of comes from. And one of the things I want to talk about even right now, it's funny because it's a rainy day. It's kind of gloomy. There's not a whole lot going on. If you look outside your window, at least where I am, you're very unenthused, un- un- uninspired, not encouraged with what you're doing, with what's going on, the situation around you. And I think days like today, as crazy as it sounds, are some of my favorite days in the world. I feel like when you have a day, you have a moment, and especially these times when there is absolutely nothing expected of you, kind of in as far as your mental state goes. Yes, you have expectations at your job, or maybe some expectations from your kids, your family. But as far as yourself, you know, when I talk about the rain and talk about like a gloomy day, it's very uninspiring, especially for creators. It's very uninspiring. No one wants to go outside and do things in the rain and get wet. And everyone wants to just kind of stay inside and, you know, stay away from the cold weather, especially because where I am, it's getting a little bit colder and no one really wants to venture out and do anything, but at least for me, and the reason why I love days like today, because you have no expectations, I feel like today is such a blank canvas, it's a blank slate. You know, you can do whatever you want, you can progress in any part of your life that you feel like progressing in, you can learn anything you want to learn today, because there aren't expectations really that you have to go out and do something every single day, but especially on days that are gloomy, on days that are not people don't want to go outside it's a lot easier to set that time aside for yourself and be able to do things that you want to do because like I said you're going to be inside most of the day you're going to be hanging out you're going to be doing some things it just kind of forces you to slow down and I think that's what this whole COVID scenario has taught us is like it's forced us to slow down we haven't just been told to slow down or advised to slow down like it has literally forced us to stay inside to work from home, to protect ourselves, protect our families, our loved ones. And by going outside and kind of defying the moment, you're more than welcome to do that if that's the life that you want to live. But definitely, at least as far as I'm concerned, it's forced me to just realize what's going on around us, what's going on 
in our lives, not just me, not just situations I'm going through, but everyone is going through them all together. Like we're all going through this together. And I think it's really important to acknowledge that. But when you have days like today, I definitely want people to to think about, you know, what are some of the things that you can do that you wouldn't normally have time to do because you are put in this situation where you can't, you know, even you don't even really want to take the dog for a walk or you don't want to take your kids outside to go to the park or anything that you may be thinking about doing on a regular sunny day. Now it's raining and cold and gloomy and it's days like today that I really like to think. I like to think about what am I doing and and where am I headed and all the things that I want to do that I don't have the chance to do. And I think that's what I wanted to stress is like, just think about where your goals are and the things you want to achieve in your life, because that's ultimately what this is all about, right? It's all about achieving your goals and achieving the things that you want to do without having to compromise time. And it's all about being efficient. And that's why I've been stressing so much planning, 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 because the more you plan, the easier it is to execute when you have the time. And that's why I was talking last episode about my mind map in that it's not that I have to get all this stuff done right away. Like I mentioned, there's things in there that are very timely that have to be done at a certain time, but there's also things that can kind of be done when I have flex time, when I have extra time, a day like today when I can sit down and think about my reel, like I talked about, like I wanted to put together a reel and I wanted to think about the things that would be in it, the kind of shots that'd be in it, the kind of things I want to go out and chase, the things I want to go after. And I do want... and. It's sad because I should be having more family oriented things on there, but my goals are just so aligned to my profession right now. I'm just like laser focused on kind of where I want to get to in my career that it's hard for me to, I guess, think about that stuff when I think about like, what are my actual goals? What are the actual things I want to achieve in the short and potentially long term? And that's one of the things I think I struggle with most is that like, I just want to kind of get out and do things, but I can't always bring myself to do it. So when I think about what are the reasons why I don't get out and do things, it's more difficult to accept that I just don't feel the comfort and feel the strength to actually go out and, and deliver on the things that I say I want to do. But having that my map that accountability in a lot of aspects forces me to at least make an effort to try these things. And it's something that I think has really helped me a lot. Like I was even reading a little bit earlier today and it's something that I wanted to do more in this year and this, in this coming year. And one of the goals I had was to read more books, like I mentioned to you guys. And so it's just like a small step to remind me on my mind map to read Make sure you read, read, read. Um, it's a very simple, very small thing that anyone can write down in their journal, in their you know planner, um, kind of anything that they that they use to kind of keep track of their day, their time. And something that I've implemented, especially like I talked about the whole visual aid, the fact that it's visual, I have to be accountable for that because it's visual. And seeing it every day definitely has a big impact on me because. I'm just a person that just works better that way. And so if you're like that, it can be something that can really help you. And it could be something very simple, like reading 10 minutes a day or reading 20 minutes a day, kind of whenever you have time. Um, It's just better to kind of make that time for yourself. And like I talked about kind of before is finding that stuff that really makes you forget about time, your passions. And I think that it's just really important, you know, like I just think it's really important to align yourself with your goals and things that you're chasing But like I kind of mentioned, as far as me, I definitely struggle with some of the things that 
should be achievable, should be attainable, or at least something I should try. And one of the things I want to start doing, especially, is I want to start making a, a larger list of things that I want to do. And it kind of came from a conversation with somebody else. I was talking about like some of the things I want to do, some of the things I haven't tried, some of the things that I potentially want to get into. And this is like a whole other whiteboard idea. But it's like the idea of making a set of like, it's kind of like a bucket list in a lot of ways, I guess is one way to put it. But it's going to be something that's going to be like an idea tank, like a think tank. Every time I have an idea, I want to be able to write it down, um, put it somewhere. And then at the end of the day, when I have all these ideas, I want to put them on a whiteboard. And so depending on how big your whiteboard is, you may have a lot of ideas. It may take a long time to fill up that whiteboard. But I think that the goal for me when I did something like that would be once the whiteboard once the whiteboard is full, I have to erase something off that whiteboard to make space for a new idea. And one of the reasons why I wanted to do that is because I feel like it's so important to have ideas, but most people, what they do is they have an idea and they kind of forget about it or they struggle with how to execute it. And that idea slowly fades away. It slowly fades away and it doesn't become realized when you write it down, when you have it kind of in focus all the time in some aspect in your life, it's always going to be there no matter when you're ready for it. And I talked previously about how you may want to do something, but you're not ready to do that yet. And that's okay. And that's another thing with this whole idea is tabling ideas, tabling things that you want to do, whether you're ready for them or not. Maybe you can do them tomorrow. Maybe you can do them the next day. Maybe you can do them a month from now. You don't know when you're going to be able to do that. But if it's something that you want to do in the moment, I would try and write that down. I would hold it with you, put it somewhere, make yourself accountable for that idea. And if you can, if you have the strength, if you have the fortitude, the passion, the drive, don't write another idea down on that board until you erase something off that board. And that's the whole concept kind of came from a bit of a bucket list idea, a bit of just like a random thought that I had in my mind. But then it's also, well, how do I bank these ideas? Do I have only long-term goals? Because then I'm never going to necessarily write, cross anything off. If it's always going to this place and doing something or doing something that's going to be very difficult for me to do and will take a number of years to get to, how do I choose what things I write down on this board? Or do I just write everything down? At which point you're going to have a mixture of like short, long, medium term goals and slowly start knocking things off as you go. But then the problem is, is that you'll probably be left with a lot of long term goals. But I think the idea of having kind of like two separate sides, like a short and medium side, where it's all like fairly attainable goals. We think like a year and under things you want to do bucket list kind of style for the year. And then you have a like three years plus kind of thing. And then you can have goals that you think may take two or three years and you can kind of pick a side because that's, you know, just kind of short to, to long term as far as I'm concerned. Um, anything under a year to me is short term. Anything over three years is definitely long term. It takes that dedication, that drive to get there. But then it's, at least that's always there for you. And then if you want to make a separate planner and track these types of long-term goals, it can just really help your headspace, right? It can help you feel like you're actually achieving these goals. Like if my goal was to have 5,000 downloads this year, I can look at my analytics. I can see how I'm doing. How do I grow my user base? How do I do certain things? Like there's a whole bunch of different ways I can educate myself as to how, my grow, how to grow my user base if my goal was 
5,000 downloads in the next year because I do a podcast every single week. So that's 52 podcasts. Then I would need over 100 downloads per podcast to get there. But obviously you want to factor in that whole growth aspect, hoping you're growing over time, growing your audience. So maybe I'm starting off at 20 downloads right now, but I need to get to 200 downloads an episode. Do I need to put out extra episodes? Do I need to do this? Do I need to do that? How can I promote my product? And whatever your goal is, there's always going to be stages, no matter how long-term it is, no matter how you want to plan these things. There's always stages. There's always ways to educate yourself. And days like today are the days I think are perfect for educating yourself to help realize these goals that you have because there's so many things out there at your disposal that you can use to help you get to where you want to go. But it is difficult to find them sometimes or at least to set aside the time to find them. People don't necessarily want to do it late at night. They don't necessarily want to get up early in the morning, but that makes it more difficult. And like one thing that I've heard uh, as kind of like a tip for some people that's really, really interesting is people who tend to stay on the toilet for a long time or, you know, doing your business, whatever, is that a lot of people or something I at least have heard is if you put a book on the toilet, you know, like I talk about reading every day, it's something that I might try and do because whenever I'm sitting on the toilet, you know, you open the book to a page, you read, you know, a page, two pages and It'd be, and what they say is just like over time, like all that, all that time sitting on the toilet compounds and it's like wasted time. But in a lot of ways, if you were to actually realize that time with a book, you may end up reading, you know, a book, a book and a half, two books, three books, four books, who knows in a year or in six months or three months that you never would have read before. It's time that you didn't realize was usable time, practical time, functional time. But now you're kind of taking that time back to learn, educate yourself, whatever it is that you're trying to do as like another tactic to kind of like take back some of that time that you don't necessarily value or haven't realized value in, but a way that you can kind of take, like I said, take some of that time back for yourself, um, for your growth, for your goals, for some of the things that you want to do. And you can do that with a lot of different things. And so like I'm talking about for me, it's like it's all about education right now, learning, aligning my goals, seeing where things are headed. And like I talked about putting together like a small little business plan, case study idea, reaching out to small businesses, building that client base to start doing some smaller projects, photography, videography for some of these companies. But it's also about building relationships like I've talked about, um, developing the right relationships with the right people, selecting the right client base, figuring out who it is that you want to work with. Um, how you want to work with them. And then ultimately for me, especially as the kind of person I am, it's it's drawing the line in some aspects, not compromising all the time if you can afford to, because everyone's going to try and take advantage of you at some point. And so it's setting those limits, drawing those lines and being strong enough and knowing your values enough to say like, look, I'm willing to do this for you, but this is where I'm drawing the line. You know, like at some point, you'll always be pushed to do more. And I'm the kind of person that will always try and over deliver on the things that I do. But definitely, there's been moments in my life, especially where people have tried to take advantage of me. And for as far as I'm concerned, have taken advantage of me. Because I wasn't strong enough to say, no, like, I'm going to do this for this, and I'm going to get paid this, or I'm going to, you know, only do so much. And it's, but it's a learning experience, everyone has to go through it. You're never going to get anywhere in your work, work life, career, anything really, even relationships in some aspects, if you aren't able to draw a line, stand for something, your core values, the things that are important to you, 
or at least have that conversation with someone so they understand where you're coming from. A lot of people are selfish in nature. And I've mentioned how I am very selfish in some ways, but definitely like I've talked about stressing that conversation, having that value for yourself and knowing that you're better probably than you ever, ever will believe that you are, you know, like you are your biggest critic as, and a lot of people will say that. And I think it holds true for everybody, no matter what industry, no matter where you are, you're always going to be your biggest critic and you should always be your biggest critic. If you put out something and everyone says it's really, really good, guarantee you're going to find something wrong in it in less than five minutes, no matter what it is, no matter what it is, people, people may overlook it. They may be like, oh, it's fine. Don't worry about it. But at least for me, I know that I'm going to be the person who's going to find a mistake in something. And, you know, I might mention it. I might not mention it depending on how the client feels about it, because ultimately that's what it's about, right? You can be your biggest critic. You can make something better if you want to. But it comes back to perfection. It comes back to working with people, negotiating, valuing your time, and being a perfectionist in a lot of ways for certain things. It's finding that line, right? Drawing that line with somebody. How many revisions are you going to give someone on a project? How many times are you going to allow them to complain about this or that or something else? And that's kind of one of my biggest problems is that you have to be able to take that control. And it's something I've really struggled with is just taking that control, taking that control from someone and saying, look, this is what I'm willing to do. But definitely, you know, working for yourself, working on your own projects, that becomes more difficult because you're a perfectionist. And so like for me, if I'm making a video, I can make a video that is 90% done in let's say an hour. But to take it that extra 5% to 95% will take me an extra three hours. And taking it to that extra 100% or 99% will take me an extra five hours on top of that. And so it becomes kind of a risk reward type of thing. Is that is that extra five hours worth that extra 9%? Is that extra three hours worth that extra three hours? Like, sorry, is that extra three hours worth 5%? And for a lot of people, it's not. And for a lot of consumers, it's not too. When you're making things and showing things to people, it's not always worth it. I did a video for someone this week and it was good. I liked it. There was a couple small, small mistakes in it. No one really noticed. I was like, cool, send it out. You know, as long as you're happy with it, I'm happy with it. At the end of the day, I go back, I fix them. I kind of make my own cut and I use it for myself because I made it. You know, I, I'm if they're not going to stop me from doing that, then I'm going to do it. You know, it's it's not a big deal. Um, it's not to undermine their product in any way. I just did it slightly different. It's still like the footage is still there. I still put it all together. It's still my product at the end of the day. I'm just selling it to somebody else. And so there's definitely a fine line there for me because I tinkered with this video for, like I said, probably about five hours. And it was, I'm literally talking about marginally better, maybe, maybe at best to the point where some people wouldn't even notice the things I changed, the things that I did. Um, is it going to get any more likes? Is it going to get any more clicks? Is it going to get any more exposure? No, probably not. But I do think there is a teachable moment for yourself to spend that extra time to get it closer to perfection, you know, um, because the more you practice, the more I practice, the more I pick up on things that I might've missed the first time I did something. And that's where it's like, 
it's tough though, because everyone has their own goals, their own objectives. And so for a lot of people, it's just kind of to get to completion or to get to satisfactory, like, or get get to satisfaction for whoever they're delivering this item for. If it's a project for your boss, once they're satisfied with it, you're satisfied with it at the end of the day. You know, you don't really care if there's mistakes. Even for me, this is a funny story that I feel like most people don't know about me. So my final exam, or sorry, my final project, like my thesis for university for uh, school was on this stupid plan. I had to analyze the waxes or whatever in it. And so the problem was, was that it was a really like unique plan. There wasn't any data on it. There was like nothing about it. It's this plant from China, super new. Even when I Google it now, there's still not that much information on it. But when I was handed the, like the data from someone else on a different plant to help analyze my own, I didn't really understand it. Even the people in my lab, like the people who were supposed to be helping me didn't really understand it that well. It was from like a PhD student who was really smart and it just wasn't well organized and they weren't there anymore. So my prof just kind of sent it to me. I spoke to someone else about it. He didn't really understand it that well. And so I just, you know, did what I could with it. I analyzed the data the way it was instructed to me. And it turned out that all of my data was wrong, like completely wrong, 100% wrong. I missed a small section in a formula that I had to fix um, between my data and the data I was given because there was a slight difference um, between the way I analyzed them. So literally on my final report, my poster that I printed for the poster fair, like literally every aspect of this entire assignment was completely wrong. And I was stuck with the conundrum of do I tell anyone? The only person I told was my lab partner, Sylvia, who ended up, you know, being like one of my close friends because we worked together a lot. We were in the lab. We helped each other with our projects because we had to grow these plants. Like sometimes she would water mine for me if I wasn't around that day or whatever. But literally like all of this was wrong and she was the only one who knew. And I didn't realize it was wrong until I believe like three or four days before the actual like poster fair. So like my poster was printed. I had my speech down. I had everything figured out, but I knew my data was wrong. So I had to just be confident and convince people it was right. Cause nobody knew anything about this plant. Like literally nobody. The only person who knew about it a little bit was my professor because he was studying it with um, some people in China, but everyone else didn't know a damn thing about it. And my data was all wrong. My prof looked it over. He didn't even know it was wrong because he didn't dive too deep into my Excel spreadsheets to make sure that it was right. And so, like I said, to talk about just like getting something to satisfactory level, you know, getting something to satisfactory level, sometimes that's okay. And now I'm not saying don't admit your mistakes. That was wrong of me to do because for some people that gets them fired. So I'm definitely not saying to do that, but it's just a funny story because I realized it was wrong knowing it was my final project, knowing that it basically would have like compromised my grade. I definitely wouldn't have gotten an A in that class if I told them that, you know, I, all my stuff was wrong. I wouldn't have graduated. There was a lot of potential downfall from admitting this mistake. And so it was definitely a hard decision for me because I really didn't know what to do, but, but as far as just like getting something to satisfactory for somebody else, that is ultimately, you know, should be the goal, but I do want everyone listening to strive for perfection for themselves. But I always want you to reconsider 
the time you put in because I because there is a time when things will be wasted. Things won't be worth it in the end. If it's just for you and you're taking time away from your family or learning something else or developing a different skill, then you're ultimately doing yourself a disservice in some ways. Because if you're not really learning and you're kind of just tinkering, tweaking, yeah, it may be a little bit better. But even for me, like I, I definitely learned my lesson with this video project. I was spending so much time tinkering, changing things around, recutting. And yeah, it was fun. I enjoyed it. But I definitely didn't get enough out of it. Not to where I was, I guess, expecting. I wasn't, at the end of the day, I wasn't like, oh, this is so much better. Like, I'm amazing. No, it was just the same. It was the same video, a little bit different, but I wasted upwards of probably five hours changing it, tweaking it, recutting it. And for what, right? At the end of the day, for what? Like, what am I getting out of it? Nothing. I already submitted my video to be paid and it was approved. And yet I'm like changing some things. And I did feel it was good, like for my own self-promotion. It was something I could throw on Instagram or throw on Twitter or whatever. But in some ways, I'm like, was it worth it? And that's definitely something I want to talk. I wanted to talk to you guys about because, you know, like whether it was my thesis, whether it was this video, was it worth it? Was it worth that extra time or was it worth it to admit my mistake? And in some cases it's not in some cases, you know, once something is satisfactory to someone, if you're delivering a product, if your numbers are wrong, okay, that's, that's, that's bad. You know, you want to try and fix that if you can, if it doesn't matter to the end result, like it does in a video or it does in certain things, then, you know, you can kind of get away with that. But in some cases, you definitely want to admit your mistakes. So I'm definitely not saying that I'm not saying not admit your mistakes, but in some cases, you know, it's just, it's better to just accept that the 95% is more worth it. Or even the 90% is more worth it for your time than the 99%. And that's kind of like my take home message with this episode is that, as much as we all want to be perfect, there is a lot of things in our life that are more important than perfection. And I try to be perfect in a lot of things I do. And I've talked about my own struggles with self-doubt, my own struggles with doing things as far as my career, applying for certain jobs, um, being humble. And in some ways I am humble. In some ways I'm scared. In some ways I'm unsure And part of it is because I want to be perfect. Like I want people to be wowed by everything that I do, even if I'm not entirely impressed with it. You know, some days you walk away from a day and you say, wow, like I did really good today. Like I did really good today. And some days you walk away and you're like, ah, you know, I did what I had to do. And for a lot of people, that's good enough for them. But for some people, if you're like me, doing what you had to do isn't always the best feeling. You know, you want to be constantly improving you want to be impressing yourself you know like sometimes I do impress myself and I'm like wow I actually like put in the work today I really got some shit done like I was I was happy with what I achieved but definitely you know those days that you're kind of feeling unfulfilled unsatisfied I want you to look to your idea board your think tank um, your concept chart wherever you want to call it and do things that maybe will make you happy. Do some things that you didn't think about that day, but you thought about some time ago that can potentially just like change things for you. Um, there's a lot of things out there that at least for me that I want to do. Um, a lot of things I'm scared to do. 
a lot of things that I'm trying to do and a lot of things that I don't necessarily want to do. But ultimately, there's going to be a combination of all those different things that will get me to where I want to go. And it's not going to be a simple path of only doing the things I want to do, only doing the things that make me happy, only doing the things that, you know, make me money. It's it's all the combination of all these different things that is ultimately going to get me to where I want to be. And even for you listening, you know, it's going to be a combination of everything, not just what you like, not just what you don't like. It's never going to be always the right people. As much as I've been talking about stressing, working with the right people, having the right support system, the only people who are going to be there for you are the people who like really care, really support you. Everyone else, you know, you have to find a way to make it work. You have to be strong. You have to be strong-willed. You have to be in some ways a little bit independent um, or rely on people who you really trust because there are people who are here for you. Um, I'm someone, if you if you need something, you can reach out to me and we can have a conversation. Um, there's a lot of people who are really important to me, who I lean on, who I need to lean on more even because, you know, I try to put a lot on myself. I don't, I try not to expect too much of others. And that's one of the reasons why I don't necessarily like working with certain people because I just expect them to be kind-hearted, a good person, like kind of the way I view myself or I'm trying to view myself or trying to be to other people. And when that doesn't happen, it gets, it's disappointing, right? It makes you feel like, what did I do to kind of deserve this treatment? Did I go about things the wrong way? Did I give off the wrong impression? Am I just not good enough? What can I do to be better? What can I do to change this relationship around? Because ultimately, with everyone you interact with, you hope to build some form of a relationship. You hope to build something that's more than just a loose connection, at least for me. I don't talk to too many people. I don't concern myself with too many people. But the people that I do concern myself with, people that I do interact with, people I'm there for, um, I definitely expect the same in return. It's it's not something that's easy, especially, but it's do, it is something that I do expect. It's something that I hope for. I need to be there for my people as much as I hope they're there for me. And like I said, like relying on other people is something that I need to do more of um, because I know there's people who are there for me. I know there's people who want to be there for me. And I know there's people who just need to be there for me because it's there's certain things I just can't handle on my own and that's okay it's okay to admit you can't handle something on your own it's okay to admit when you're wrong it's okay to admit you're a perfectionist but don't let these things get you down don't let these things discourage you don't let these things be a deterrent from doing things and attempting things and trying new things and striving for your goals I don't want you guys to be out here just doing things for the sake of doing them, trying things for no reason. I was talking today um, to a few people and I was just talking about like your passion. And I've been talking about on this podcast, passion. Um, it's something that for me is very important, very, it's almost foundational at this point to this podcast and, and to me as a person, just like finding a way to be passionate. And that's why for me, at least I talk about like the things that make you lose sleep. Cause to me, that's like true passion. Um, if I'm going to spend hours that I should be sleeping on things that, you know, I'm passionate about, that's like a hundred percent worth it to me. That's more than worth it to me because you want to do things that push that passion, that drive that love for whatever it is that you're doing every single day. And it's difficult for some people because like I mentioned, they don't have that passion. They don't know 
what they're passionate about, or at least they haven't found that yet. And that's okay. That's okay. I don't want you to think that it's not. There's um, a lot of things that people don't know about themselves. You may be a little bit younger than me. Like I mentioned, I'm 27 now. My birthday was uh, last week. It's just, there's a lot to figure out in life. Like when I was young, I didn't know that I would want to be a photographer, videographer, but now here I am. I didn't know that I would start a podcast and want to help other people with things they're going through and motivate others and give back to the world like the world has given to me Um, because the world has given a lot to me. I was given a lot at a young age from my parents, from, you know, whoever I always I've always felt cared for, looked after. Um, I don't have a lot of things that I would consider struggles. I have my own like emotional battles. I have my own situations I put myself into whether it's from not working hard enough, whether it's from not doing the things that were required of me to succeed. But there's definitely an aspect to me that is still been untapped. And there's still a lot to learn from even my own experiences, even my own struggles, my own growth. And I'm changing every single day. And I think the whole point is that we're all changing every day. Every single one of us is changing every single day. The person you were last week, last month, last year, three years ago, that person in some ways is gone. But I hope for all of you from this day forward, this podcast forward, from the moment you found this podcast, you're constantly trying to evolve, evolve like true evolution. And I don't mean going backwards in life or not accepting the person you were. All those things are very important. But definitely for me, at least, I constantly want to be better every single day, changing my attitude, having developing better habits, doing the types of things that make me better, like just in every semblance of the word. Um, What is better? People may ask me. And I think better is like what makes you happy? Um, What makes others happy? What makes other people want to be around you? What makes people open up to you, talk to you, interact with you? I think all those things are very important. I don't think it's something that kind of just comes up in conversation, but I think the right attitude, the right approach is something that can make a world of a difference for a lot of people. Depending on how you act, you know, like a lot of people can be turned off by you. They can also be really encouraged by you and reach out to you. And, you know, even if it's just a simple smile, hello to someone on the street, that's a lot better than walking past someone. And for me, that's something that I don't do, that I wish was kind of just like more me. Um, I've even been told when I'm in the gym sometimes, like, I'm unapproachable in like every semblance of the word. I'm just like laser focused. Maybe I look angry. Maybe I look mad. And unfortunately, maybe that's just who I am. I'm just kind of wrapped in my own world in some ways. But it doesn't mean that's how you have to be forever. It doesn't mean that's how you have to interact with others. You know, there's always going to be opportunities for you to grow and show that growth over time. But at least for me, I think the most important part right now is to just strive to be better every day. And that's why I'm, I'm talking about these things like developing idea boards and then figuring out how do you get to that idea? How do you stop yourself from chasing perfection? Because perfection is a, it's a fleeting idea. There's nothing's ever going to be perfect. But for, like I said, for a lot of people, that's, that's a very hard concept to accept. It's a very hard concept to learn because It's just not easy. It's not easy to accept that your work isn't perfect. 
But if you're not receptive to feedback and you learn from these experiences, you're going to be better each and every day. Um, I talk so much about sharing, like sharing your work, sharing things you're proud of, sharing things that you love, sharing things that you don't love, and just having these conversations with people because it'll open you to a whole new perspective, especially with people that are close to you that know you well. It'll be a lot easier to hear things from them. And maybe, maybe in some ways it'll be harder because they know you so well. And so the things they say may hit you harder. It may hurt more. But I think at the end of the day, you're going to take so much more from these conversations than you would have with a random stranger. And it's kind of the idea that some people do better in therapy with strangers that don't know them, don't know their situation, where they feel unjudged. Um, there's no bias there. There's no inherent bias because maybe it's your mom. And so she is always going to take your side in a situation, whether you're right or wrong. But I do think that if we all become a little bit less defensive, more proactive in the way we approach people, both from giving advice and accepting it, because there's so many things that are going on in the world right now that we all have to learn from each other. We have to grow from each other. We have to be better for each other. And we're not perfect. None of us are perfect. We're always going to make mistakes. We have to be willing to let other people make mistakes, like I talked about before. Um, finding people that are willing to let you make mistakes and help you learn. And these are all the people that like, I want to surround myself with, the people that will help me become the best version of myself. And I know a few of those people right now, and I know there's more of them out there. There's more of them that I still want to find. There's more people I want to learn from. And it's ultimately, for me, just one massive evolution. One massive evolution from start to finish. And that's what this podcast is. It's an evolution from one place to where I ultimately want to end up. And that's some version of success. But I know full well that it's not going to be a one week, one month, one year thing. Everyone should understand that. But there are certain things that you can take away from this podcast in your own life that will make you better, that will make you just realize that it's okay to make mistakes. It's okay to not be perfect. It's okay to chase perfection as well, but chase it in a smart way. Chase it in a way that makes sense, that's not compromising your time or you in any semblance of the word. In some ways, perfection is amazing because when you hit it, when it hits, your life can be changed forever. But in most cases, you know, it's, it's not, it's not ultimately worth it. It's not something you should strive for every time. It's kind of like the idea of aiming for the sun, but hitting the moon, hitting the moon is still amazing. It's still something that most people can't do. But when you shoot for the stars, shoot for the sun and land on the moon, it gets you a lot farther than just shooting for the clouds, right? It's a very simple analogy. I want you to realize that when you do shoot for the stars and land on the moon, you've still come a long way. You've still grown a lot. You've still learned so, so much. And I want you to take all of that with you. I want you to pass it on to people. I want you to share these lessons, these things that help you with other people because realize that you're not alone. You're not going through these things alone. There's so many things that other people don't understand about life or are still figuring out, especially people that are younger than you. No matter what age you are, people younger than you are still trying to figure things out that maybe you've already been through and there's a lot they can take away from your information. And if they don't take anything away, at least know that you've spread information that you believe is helpful to somebody. 
right? I don't want you to just go out and criticize people and tell people why they suck and whatever. No, I want I want people to understand that it's okay to tell someone when you feel like they can learn something from you. And it has to be the right person because the wrong person will take it the wrong way. They'll get upset and you'll form a bad relationship. But the right person will take it. They'll see it as constructive. And it's all about approach. It's all about doing it from a place of love, a place of understanding, a place of compassion, being genuine with someone. And just the honest truth is wanting to help them out. And it's not easy. It's not easy to do all those things and hit someone a certain way depending on how well you know them, but it's something that can definitely help you and help them. And I want people to approach me the same way. You know, if I'm doing something that you think could be done better, you know, let me know, like definitely let me know because there's still a lot I'm trying to learn. There's lots I have to learn in my life. There's lots I still have to overcome. There's lots of things I'm not really happy with right now, but that's not going to stop me from trying to do more trying to be better every day, try to learn from my mistakes, and as well, try to pass on some of my wisdom to other people who may need it. Because if we're not sharing information, how are we any better than, you know, someone who's just selfish, right? It's kind of the idea that if you have a key to make a lot of money, if you don't share that with anybody else, yeah, you'll probably have to split the pot with someone, but you're helping out that many more people rather than just taking it all for yourself and some people will take all that money for themselves but it's the people that share it that grow are willing to help other people those are the kind of people that get places and are satisfied with themselves are happy in life that find the things that people usually say they're looking for they're looking for happiness they're looking for gratitude they're looking for good things in their life and for me it's something I want to share I want to share my experiences I want to share my life I want to share everything about me because it's just important. I believe it's, it's something that, you know, I've talked about my core beliefs and something that I'm, I'm very passionate about now. And, and like I talk about just passions, like it's something that I am passionate about, something that I want to do, something I want to continue doing. I think for me, at the end of the day, I would tell you guys more than anything, just be genuine, be compassionate, do the things that make you happy. If you can, I want you to start coming up with more ideas. The ideas you have aren't enough. I'm sure you're losing a lot of those ideas. I don't want you guys to always chase perfection. It's so easy to do that. But be realistic with yourself. Be realistic with your time. Be realistic with the others around you that you can't always do that. And ultimately, spread good information. Spread positivity. Be critical of people the right way. And just be open and honest with those around you because they will appreciate it. They'll appreciate those conversations. They'll appreciate everything. Because it's all coming from a good heart and it's just all coming from a place that's real. You know, this is the real life podcast. So we talk about real things here. We talk about real life. We talk about real situations. And that's why I want to just stress, like, just be real. Just be honest. Just be genuine. With that being said, thank you guys so much for listening. I am your host, Jordan Richards. This is the real life podcast. If you like this podcast, please give it a rate and review and subscribe to future episodes. Go back and listen to other episodes. If you didn't, if you're new here, I would highly encourage you to do so because I touch on a lot of different things and I try to build on each and every episode as I go. But I do try to actually incorporate the previous episodes as well if you aren't caught up. But again, if this is your first time listening, thank you so much. I appreciate all of you so, so much. I hope you guys all have a wonderful week. 
and I will talk to you guys next week. Peace.